Welcome to the Port Charles Update with your hosts, Mish and Mel. Hello. Hello. We made it through another week. Okay, we did. Okay, okay. So, Mel. (laughs) (laughs) Today... I had a moment where I was having like all dots connecting, kind of like that flashback that Nicholas had, except Mm -hmm. mine didn't result in the message of Michelle, you're an idiot. Like his did. (laughs) It was different. It was different. It was better. It was bad. So something finally, finally has made sense to me. Okay. There's something that bugged me this week. And then I was like, this is it. Okay. So you know how we've been saying like, you know, how they pictured Carly and Ava last week tight yes. and close and on the same page but then this week they threw in a scene where Ava is like I literally trust you with my daughter you're unemployed I will give you her more but then twist the knife right so she's like I respect you but I still want to see you suffer and it was like <laughs> yes. and it was sort of like what? So it was sort of like, oh, you thought that they were going to have a thing. We want to remind you, because I felt like that was so pointed. Like you're trying to highlight that there's this thing that still exists and is very much alive between Ava and Carly. Yes. Okay. So there's that, right? And then it hit me. Because you know, like how we've been, we, we can't help but notice, and we even did a montage about this, the similarities between Esme and Nina. But obviously, yes. we don't think there's a biological connection. But remember that scene at the Port Charles Grill where Ava was, like, laying into Esme, describing her as a pathetic waif in need of rescue, and <laughs> Nina got uncomfortable? Yes. So it hit me this week once Nicholas confessed that es- Esme is Ava's Nina. Esme. Like, Nina is for Carly. Ooh. So that, I'm like, I'm wondering, is that what that has been? Because I'm sorry, it's not subtle, the comparisons that keep dropping between Esme and um, Nina, Nina. okay? And I've noticed that there have been really subtle elements to the storylines, like stuff that you um, picked up on. Like when we talked about the Nixon Falls storyline, you would pick up on these really subtle elements, like, like, of all the dramatic stuff that was happening on the surface, like Nina keeping Sunny a secret, you really highlighted the fact, well, Sonny's not trying to find his family. And I was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you highlighted those subtle things. And if you think about, like, Nicholas's moment, <laughs> where <laughs> all the dots connected. Oh, I don't gosh. know about you, but I realized that there's a little bit more subtlety in the storytelling and use of flashback. And I feel like that has to be what the Esme Nina thing is that we've been seeing. I feel that that would make so much more sense as to why there's so many similarities. I mean, we've made the comparison of like age and, you know, how they treat things and how they approach situations. Like, I love looking at it from that perspective. Because that is the thing that would bond them. Because while Ava, like, well, like, like I'm saying this now because think about it as we then get into the details of these storylines as the week unfolds. Because think about that. Think about, you know, how will Ava, like, it is a trauma, like, to be, like, ch- cheated on, that betrayal, the flashbacks and the questions and uncertainties of, like, when did this happen? When were you together? Was it all the time? Mm-hmm. Like, all that stuff. Like, that can change a person. So, so will Ava, for instance, even in her friendship with Nina, will she listen to her in the same way? Will she process the information in the same way? 
as you're saying this, I'm having my own flashback of when Carly and Ava are speaking and they're talking about Nicholas. And even when Carly's like kind of putting down Nicholas, Ava can't defend him. She just kind of made a face. No. So when this happens, like, here's another reason to bond Ava and Carly together and switch up, like you said, the relationship with Ava and Nina. Like, it's so interesting it's to see subtle. how the dynamic shifts. Yes. It is so subtle. They've been nuggets for so long. But at this point, right, because Ava was sort of telling Carly in that moment, like, oh, it looks like you're down on your luck. But mm. now, in so many ways, they're on the same level. And not just with the Esme Nina stuff. I just mm-hmm. feel like Ava is in a position where she may see things differently after learning what Nicholas has done (laughs) has done we might as well just jump right into it so I mean (laughs) like so like let's start with Nicholas so Nicholas is still Mm. like Mm. holding out hope right it was the threat of the metro court that made him go huh this is a bit sketch. <laughs> she seems unstable. She seems unstable. But what sealed the deal was Jordan's visit. And, like, I just want to say, like, I, I, it didn't go down exactly how I thought it would. Because remember we said we thought Spencer would would share with, you know, with Ava and, and his father what he mm-hmm. had been doing, okay? But what I think is, again, playing into the whole subtlety, when Nicholas showed up, it in part went went the way that I thought it would, right? Where you would see a connection between him and Ava and, and Nicholas zoned out. Being like, oh, what? <laughs> so not 100%. only did... John, first of all, Johnny is like a backseat watcher of General Hospital, but even mm-hmm. he was like, enough with the flashbacks. Like, we know you had sex with her. Like, the amount of times <laughs> that you had the flashback. So, like, not only did he zone out, but he also physically left the room, right? Completely disconnected between the flow that exists between Ava and Spencer. And imagine, Spencer has never had to reveal what he's been doing. Ava simply knows. I love their connection. We've spoken about their connection in the past and that, you know, kind of went to crap for a while. And we've just been like hoping for this reunion, them seeing each other in that way. And she's always seen him. And even in the way he treats her, he never has to apologize. He never has to be anybody different. There was so much magic with them this week. Like that scene at the Metro court where he's like, well, I'm here to see Ava. Like I'm not yes. careless if you are in the room, Nicholas. I know. It doesn't <laughs> matter to me. Imagine what, oh God, I can't even wait for the rest. But also that magical scene that you posted where there was so much said and so much not said at the same time. I love them. I, I do. And like the one thing I do want to mention is that like when they brought in this aged Spencer, you know, obviously when he came back on the scene, there was this massive animosity between him and Ava, understandably. And what I love now is that it's 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 here. It's back. That magic that existed between the young Spencer and Ava, it's back again. It's starting to. And that it totally, totally excites me. I'm really excited for their magic, too. Like, I'm so happy it's back. I'm like, so, you know, I know we root for like the you know, the Carly Drew type sparks, but I also root for like the bromances. Oh yeah. The Spencer Ava relationships, right? Yeah. Chemistry comes in all forms and and they Mm -hmm. definitely, definitely got it. So Nicholas, right? So he sees Jordan and is like, wait a second. (laughs) Wait a second. And then then, then it it was almost like in that moment, we can see that the wheels in his brain have started to turn again. Okay. And I think the funniest, the 
funniest parts to me was Victor happen happened to like show up <gasps> and his reaction yes. to Nicholas was like, oh, like you idiot. Like it was just no, he was so everything. Good. Yes, yes, because it's like Nicholas was on another planet when it came. Yeah, yeah, planet when it came to Esme. But I loved, I love Victor. Look, I don't disagree with his idea of, in air quotes, evicting Esme. Like, I was like, evict <laughs> yes. away, Victor, evict away. But also he had one of my favorite lines when he would he said, the lady is enterprising. Like I really loved <laughs> I loved his take on Esme. It was so good. His face acting, ev- the way he treated Nicholas, like all I could picture is when you said Nicholas putting, like connecting the dots. Have you ever seen a sloth turn their yes. head? Yes. That's yeah. what it reminded me of. <laughs> yeah, because because when he's talking to Jordan. Um, I think I know what you're referring to, right? She says, she talks about how that guy's in a coma and she goes, convenient, huh? <laughs> and his face, and in my head, I filled in the gaps. I slept with a killer. Like, that's what, <laughs> that's, that's what I got. Okay, I can't help but make this comparison. Like, look, I'm going to follow the story wherever they're telling it. And this has been Nicholas, right? He, he's all the things Ava said he was. Okay, like the the fact that he cheated on her with Esme, the fact that it wasn't all that difficult. It's like you were still married. You know, if you needed like concrete rules, wait till you're divorced. Like, you know what I mean? Or that she's officially broken up with you. Like that could could have helped you solve a lot of problems. But I can't help think about the old Nicholas, the old actor playing Nicholas. And I'm so curious as to how this story would have went, because I feel like if old Nicholas had cheated on Ava. Mm -hmm. It would have been scarier because that Nicholas, before he left, was very, like, sinister. And if I recall correctly, even when he slept with his brother's wife, mm-hmm. not once did he act like, oh, no. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, he was, he was, he was unapologetic. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was really confident and unapologetic about that. So part of me feels like this would have been a totally different story if it was old Nicholas, like it would have happened, but it would have been like really, really like evil and he wouldn't have cared. It's even just hard for me to picture old Nicholas doing something like that though. I'm not going to. No, no, I agree with you because I feel like he would see right through um, Esme. That's the fun of having the different actor, right? Because they just make it something different. And again, like I'm kind of fine with where the story landed, especially if it ends up with like Ava telling him off oh my god that scene with Ava and Nicholas and like I'm listening but I had to rewatch the scene twice because I'm just picturing like Ava being queen of the Cassadine Island Nicholas living who with cares Spencer. where with, <laughs> with Spencer. Spencer exactly like, like, they're gonna ruling. have exactly and Nicholas we don't know where maybe he'll stay in the horse house we don't know He'll be somewhere. <laughs> I, I do not think he would be welcomed on that island at all. But but I want to ask you this. How much back-talking do you do with Brandon? <laughs> like, when things are dramatic or when you have to talk about something serious. Because when they moved into that, like, private room at a courthouse, meant <laughs> for, for these types of disputes, um, she, you know, there's a lot of, like, she stands her back to him. I would have been up in his face like every two seconds mind you she delivered every line perfectly like it was I was stunned 
with a lot of the lines. Again, I posted mm-hmm. most of them. Yes. <laughs> it was the way the scene was paced. I think it's what yes. we needed because yes. we were just waiting for this big moment. But when she did get really close to him, Mob Ava came out with yeah. everything in her whole mob heart. And I just jumped off my couch. Like I was so happy with the way that scene played out. Everything she had to say, everything she rebuttaled in his defense of like, she seduced me, she manipulated me. I loved how she she said, poor you, seduced by a high school graduate. And she even <laughs> called him on it when he said like she planned all of it. And, he, and she even said like it probably wasn't that hard. And Esme confirmed as much, you know, like it wasn't that difficult. Yeah. He's a slimy frog. <laughs> I agree and with Esme. <laughs> I, I think one of my favorites was when he, you know, he's he's trying to take responsibility, <laughs> but she called him on all of it. You know what I mean? Like, you expect me to be impressed that you told me two seconds before she would? And, <laughs> like, and, and he's like, I was weak. She's like, you're stupid. And it's like, it's true because, like, she's been telling him this from the start. Yes. Oh my gosh, you know what's really funny? He's making me think of Sunny because like those two went at it at the graveyard. Yes. But they're no better than one another at this point in time, right? Because if you think about Sunny's conversation with Brick today, it's like every single human that has <laughs> met Dex is like, nah, like there's a problem here. Like, like I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you this question, right? Because Sunny today made reference that he felt that Dex is a cross between Stone and Jason. I'm going to assume he must mean like a younger Jason because there's no possible comparison between a today's Jason and this guy. So what is your opinion? Like, is there any truth to what he's saying when he talks about a Jason or st- like, I'm going to say a young Jason or stone vibe with this Dex guy. Okay. I like dramatically exhaled when I saw the scene. And again, okay. when you said it to me because all I can hear is a couple of things. You know, Michael's saying that something's missing for Sunny, and he just look, mm-hmm. he's looking to fill the holes and voids in his life. We also know that Sonny's, like, trapped in the past at the moment. He's trying to rekindle something that he lost, this, like, mob power, this who he used to be, this life okay, he yeah. once had, and he's just grasping at straws. And I think that even though Dex may have potential and he is a go-getter, air quotes, the fact is, Sonny is seeing what he wants to see because he is just missing so much. Yeah, thank you for confirming that is in fact the case because I was just like, I don't know, I was shocked. I was like, that's really uh-huh. intense that Sonny would replace Jason with a Dex. And like, right? even Brick was like, I mean, look, Brick is, at the end he said something like, well, you must see something in him and I'm going to run a thorough background check, meaning like, I'm going to like try to compliment you, but I don't trust you for crap. But what I thought was even funnier, funnier to have this highlighted was when Brick gave him a report saying like, all is calm on the West Coast. And mm-hmm. Sonny was like, yeah, I saw that by handling Charlie's. Brick immediately, immediately responded with, yeah, I'm not sure Charlie's had anything to do with it. Because um, <laughs> he doesn't even think I that the Charlie's it. intact had to do with the West Coast, period. So I thought that was so, so funny. So I am seeing a massive um, similarity between a Sunny and a Nicholas right now. They're both kind of lost and have lost. And, you know, today we left off with the fact that, like, Nicholas is about to lose something more in Spencer. 
Exactly. Like these are his last moments before all goes to hell. They're both lost a son. They're both have been with a Nina sucked into this twisted world and they oh, just wow. don't yeah. seem, right and they just don't seem to have control over their life anymore like their power level has been taken down multiple notches so they need to be bffs right now to like support each other and start like a support group do you know what's really interesting because it's like i because you said you know like i i'm picturing like ava running like the show and in my mind of like wait a sec what would that look like right like is she gonna keep the island you know like I can see Spencer wanting to be there and wanting to be with her and then bonding but then I'm like wait 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 I can also see Victor thinking it's safer to align with Ava than a, than a Nicholas Yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I just think that he's like, he's going to be on the outs for a while, but I'm actually starting to wonder if Victor, because like Victor is all about family, but I mean, they're not divorced. And I'm kind of wondering if Ava's going to run home to those divorce papers after dealing with Esme. But I'm also wondering this, you know, like they brought back up Castadine Industries. Like Nicholas made a point of saying Castadine Industries when he made an excuse to go see Esme. And I'm just thinking, what if this mimics a little bit of like Michael's path, right? Michael was thrust into a CEO position straight out of diapers, you know? Uh And I'm wondering if is like, I don't remember any of their like agreements. Okay, mm-hmm. like any of their marital agreements or prenup or any of that stuff. But I'm like, if she does have power, like, what if they're just like, Spencer, we think you're ready. Like, if your dad <laughs> can do this, we think you're ready. And he's thrust into some kind of corporate position. Because we're talking really? about the parallels between a Sonny and a son, right? So Michael and a Nicholas and a Spencer. I want it. Like, I want it really badly. I want Victor to align with Ava. I want her to dig and get the info and give it to Laura. I want uh, Nicholas to be on the outs. Like, I, I want all of this. I want Spencer to be, like, mini CEO. I kind of do, too. I, I Maybe it's out of left field, but I think it would be so funny. Um, but did, did the confrontation between Ava and Esme go as you thought it would? <sighs> I think Ava did a really good job at keeping her calm because Esme was trying to bait her at every turn. I feel like Ava's wheels were turning, but she yeah. didn't get so, like she got close and I was like, oh my God, oh my God, is she going to get yeah. this? I really, really thought. And then when she grabbed that envelope, I was like, yes, open that envelope, do it. And then she handed it back. It was a little confusing. Well, I think she is on to something. So, well, it's funny because you talked about being excited about Ava's mop side, like earlier, right? Mm-hmm. So when she talked to, to to Nicholas, and today you were also excited about her showing it. <laughs> so, so let's tell people what happened, okay? Let's tell people what happened and how you watched today's episode. Mel, so, Mel had yeah. some issues. Mel had some issues, okay? And I joked but it wasn't a joke. It, it, I said, we could, I could FaceTime you and you could watch it with me. And so we did. She FaceTimed my TV to watch this episode. When I heard her make a comment, we're supposed to be silent together. Watchers. I try to mute sometimes. <laughs> no, I heard that. So you were like so excited about mobster Ava because she threatened her life. And I mean, look, this girl has Ryan Chamberlain, but like he's locked up. So, I mean, he can't do anything to help you right now. Like exactly. you're legit on your own every time you're in Port Charles. Yeah. Where is she going to stay? Is she going to get into the cell with him? Like, I'm not understanding what her plan B is. Okay. So, okay. 
So she finally gets in to see Ryan. Oh my God. What on earth did you think about that? Because I was a little confused, right? Because <laughs> I, I didn't know about this. What, like, I didn't know about Esme telling Ryan, right? Because I just felt like if she told him about what Spencer knew, that I felt that I thought that Ryan knew more. So I thought yes. immediately he would convince her not to take the deal. Either way, she didn't take Spencer's deal. And I feel like at this point, it's, it's irrelevant. Everything's blowing up anyway. But I didn't understand. Like, how, how do you understand this? Like, is, this, <laughs> is, is he pretending he doesn't know or he doesn't okay. know? What? Like, what do you mean just, he doesn't know who the mother is? Like, what? I don't I, know. I feel you're everything right now because I'm watching this scene and it's so twisted and confusing. So I am still in denial that he's her actual father. And when she calls him daddy, like, everything inside of me, like, my skin actually crawls. Yes. And then the way he speaks to her and the way that he's still trying to manipulate her and then threatens her and then the story about the mother. So I'm like, so how did you find each other? Where is this woman that you did not know her name? Is she a ghost woman? It was very all but like, wild and confusing. Like, did you not know she was pregnant, right? Because you were, like, or did you know she was pregnant? Like, how, do how you, did you know? Or did you just only sleep with one person around that time frame? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? There's so much about it that I'm really unsure of. But um, I'm so loving what you're saying about this idea that he's not her actual father. I need that to be the case whenever right? I watch those scenes. I'm super grossed out. He tried to show her some affection in oh between Lord. all of the threats. But let's mm -hmm. not forget. Um, oh, by the way, how does an intern get to demand to see Ryan Chamberlain? Like, interning what? is one thing. But how do you demand to see Ryan Chamberlain? And immediately, like, like, seconds after she enters into his place and into that scene, there was a Felicia mention. Okay, there was the Felicia mention. She wasn't even in her work clothes. There was all of the things that I did not understand about this stuff. So we still have the Felicia talk. Mm -hmm. We still don't know what the actual relation is with all of them. I'm just a little scared for Esme. And she got scared at some point, too. Well, he's crazy. <laughs> and, and, like, like, you know what I mean? He's threatening. You're threatening him. He's threatening yeah. to kill you. Like. You're alone. It, the whole thing is really messed up. But she's clearly not had experience with a father. Like, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> do you see Spencer say, hi, daddy? And do you see, like, it, and I'm not even Ew. saying it in their creepy way. And, like, like, do you see him kneeling? Like, I just, like, what, what is your example here? Like, what is your example that makes you think anything about what you're doing is normal? Has but she I love TV? <laughs> Exactly. No, she's from, she, she was from France in boarding school. So she was, <laughs> she only read creepy books, apparently. Uh, but there was, there was many things I didn't understand. Um, for instance, you know, like, how is Esme visiting Ryan, but also able in under 10 minutes <laughs> to, to go dressed. to Windermere, change her clothes, and then head to court and avoid contempt? You were with, like, you were in my brain the whole time. Like, there were so many logistical nightmares in that whole scene yeah. that made my brain hurt. Yeah, I'm like, maybe the boat goes really fast. <laughs> maybe the courthouse is on the docks. How relaxing would that be if that were the case? Um, but she goes to, okay, so this is the thing that kind of gets me. Okay, so like, Esme testified. Why didn't anyone ask about like, I mean, look, I, at this point in time, we know because Spencer has confronted Esme and talks about the, t the part where Esme 
goes back to the cabin. Yes. Okay. And so fine, you know, Diane wouldn't know to ask that question. But today on the stand with Spencer, I was like, why wouldn't you throw that nugget out there? Right. And it fit really well with that. Oh, that lawyer. She bugs me. Her mm-hmm. this, this is okay. Explain this to me. Okay. She supposedly <laughs> has a brain and she does her little thing where she's like, while I was speaking to you, technology <laughs> happened. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> when like, did I say that? The opposite I don't way, know. Dummy. <laughs> exactly. And I'm just like, no. <sighs> but th- this is the conclusion that she's arrived at. You can pre-schedule an email, but in order to record people, you have to be there in person. I know. It was driving me up a dang Because wall. even if, let's say, it was, let's say, Trina, okay? The, the logic being is that, but Esme left. She was long gone. Yep. But but it makes sense that Trina pressed play and then wasn't in the room. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. Trina was not in the room when they were having sex. She was in another room. And for that to have happened, she had to have left a phone and pressed play and then not have been there. But it would be impossible for Esme to have done that. Like... What? So that kind of disappointed me a lot. Also in the court, I was like, um, Joss seems really out of the loop in terms of her instincts about like Spencer and Rory. Maybe no longer, but (laughs) she's like, oh my God, Rory, like you have nothing to worry about. Even if she has feelings for him, (laughs) she'll never forgive him. And she just was so off base about the whole thing. I think it just... It's one of those things where Joss is who she is and she tries to be a good friend. She, she has very, she's very well-intentioned. Yes, I think Stuff that. like that, you're like, oh, Joss. And then that, like, old-school 80s sitcom movie, like, music comes on. <laughs> like, you're being a and, dodo. <laughs> and even, like, her response to Spencer when he half-confessed. You know what I mean? Like, you would think that would have been enough for her to connect the dots, but it wasn't. Like, okay, when he walked away from her, <laughs> I went to go talk to Diane, but I feel like Spencer really had his moment. You know what I mean? Like, in his yes. testimony, how does he not win her back? He quoted her back to her. Yes. Ah. Oh, this really sucks because I like I Rory. Well, I love I like I him. I do really like him. I like the the genuineness, like the, you know, it's it's the good guy versus the badass. Like it's mm-hmm. kind of the traditional thing yeah. to do uh, to pick him. But I loved when he's like, is there anything I could do? And she's like, can you get me a time machine? He's like, sorry, I'm all out. I was like, oh my God, you guys, your banter is so cute. It is really cute. And I loved how Taggart tells Rory they're not friends when they're I friends. <laughs> and they're sitting beside each other. And they're yeah. both loving up her daughter and trying to support her and do the right thing. And he's like, I don't like you. <laughs> I know. And I mean, look, Diane was totally gold. I did love her when she um, had Esme on the stand because I find she did a really good job of like showing people, see, Esme sucks. Like she like had <laughs> zero good intentions when it came to his friends. So I thought she laid it out good there. But again, the other DA, she was, she was too much. She was too much. Yes, she was too much. And it's very frustrating. And I'm really hoping all this, you know, kind of works out. What do you think, what do you make of this? Because Carly made a point of saying that Avery got hurt. Was it, was it Avery or was, was it, it Donna? Donna? No, it might have been Donna. So I just assumed I that Donna. that was, like, obviously a thing between her and Sunny. I don't know what. Okay, okay. So that was interesting to me. 
like having Drew show up. I feel like this is the first time they've shown Carly in her house. <gasps> oh my God. Okay. There was so much, so much. So yes, one Carly in her beautiful living room. And did you notice she's always, I love the way she dresses, but she's rarely in pants. Okay. And she was wearing pants and her blue shirt. And again, Drew and her were matching in terms of their hues of blue and matching in terms of color. I just felt like, I mean, I don't want to say like masculine, feminine, all this stuff, but they really pulled on the fact that she is the owner. Like she is owning her life, owns this house. She is in charge. Things may be chaotic, but right here, right now, they are not. Yeah, like you could take the hotel out of the person but you can't take the hotel <laughs> out of the person you know it's uh-huh, so wrong mm-hmm. what I've just said but yeah. she's a boss no matter what unlike some people but there was a baby a, a private baby announcement hosted by Carly yeah um and I mean she <laughs> she supported her daughter-in-law and not one part of her has any guilty flashbacks, right? Like, Nicholas had guilty flashbacks constantly. Yes. Um, Carly rarely has them. She shares these family intimate moments with Willow without, like, a care about, And even know. brought, yeah, and even brought up Nell. Like, I thought that was a little strange, like, bringing in Nell's name into all of this. Um, well, so one thing they have to thank her for, which is widely. I know, right? And then Drew's face during all of this and uh, what comes next. (laughs) And, like, he had plans. He had things he wanted to do that night. (laughs) And um, they were going to do them. But, like, Sunny busted in like a little kid. Yes, exactly what I thought. But this is what I've been craving, though. Like, I mean, it was, like, it happened the way that it did. But I had been looking forward, right, to this, to to Sunny bumping in and seeing them. Because there is something real between Carly and Drew, right? There is this accepting of reality. That's what Carly did, right? She had to do something horrible, which is stop lying to herself and stop pretending everything was fine in her marriage and just accept reality same as him so there is something much more real between them and I've been looking forward to Sonny having to bump in and see them because I feel like he would have a reaction to it but I have to say this pre him going to see Carly Mm -hmm. and when we had those scenes with like him and the stairwell uh with beating up the photographer my initial reaction was wow this was shot excellently like I really love how it was shot the way they kept cutting to different angles the positioning the visual like I loved it all Mm -hmm. and for a minute it was like wow it's nice to have Sunny back also super messed up that I'm like nice he's finally beating up people again (laughs) for me to feel like I got him back but what came out of left field for me was just filming. OMG. That was so unexpected. I, like, gasped so loud. Because that girl, like, she is a mini Carly. She's brave. She's tenacious. She's just, like, she wouldn't give in. And when they had their confrontation, it was wild. What did you think about that? Okay. So, again, I think I thought of you, actually. I thought of the subtlety, right? I thought of the fact that Joss brought up that little nugget. You know, mm-hmm. the thing that really hurt them, but, like, brought up... Oh, oh, okay, okay. Um, I want to bring this up. Okay, so Tim from Facebook said this. And, again, this made me th- think of you because of uh, of this um, 
all the subtleties. So he said, I was glad, so this is referring to Joss, that she brought up him repeatedly deciding not to find out who he was. That's the element of this story I find has been the most neglected and I really want it addressed. I have to admit, though, that before their argument began in earnest, I thought this scene was hilarious. I could not stop laughing. Something about Joss waving her phone around saying, gotcha, like a Gossip Girl character right after a man got beat unconscious was just so <laughs> indicative of how far Sonny has fallen with his mob boss bit. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was amazing. Oh, hold on. I think I have some other um good Sonny. Okay, yay. Oh, oh, I do. Okay, so I do have to share some of these with you. Okay. Dang. So uh Kerbleski90 says this. Um Jocelyn's hurt and saw an opportunity to hurt Sunny. Her dad is gone. Her godfather is dead. And Sunny continues to hurt the family. The male father figures in Jocelyn's life are all gone. This week was obviously done. And I agree with this. So Jocelyn can beat Mr. No Neck. I like them. <laughs> Especially with the recent issue she's had with Cam. I got a little Johnny and Lulu vibes with Dex and Jocelyn. And so piggybacking off of the whole Johnny. Oh, okay. That's so funny. I thought it was the same. Okay. So she talks about Johnny and Lulu vibes. Okay. Mm -hmm. But then Andrea Irk said this kind of Lulu and Dante vibes between Dex and Jocelyn. She says when they first met, he was undercover to this dude working for Michael. But either way, like, she doesn't really want them to be together, Dex and Jocelyn. But the fact that, like, Dante was undercover when he had met Lulu. But that's so interesting, that comparison. It's so interesting because I wrote, oh my god, am I seeing sparks? Like, I stared so hard at, like, the way they were talking, their interactions. And like it or not, we've said time and time again that yeah. Joss has lived a very different life than her friends. And as much as I love her, and I even put in my notes like, can block your ears. <laughs> yeah. But her life is different to them. And she, she needs somebody, I think, that understands that better as much as they are lovely and wonderful together. That sometimes at this point in her life, if Dex comes in the mix, he's going to stay for a while. And, and that's going to be her choice. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, also with, like, dating a Dex, you know, for Joss anyway, I feel like it pulls her closer to, like, adult. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, it pulls her away from the whole teen thing. And, I mean, it's it's hard to ignore the fact that Cameron has been notably absent from all the court scenes. Yes. Um, especially for him to be able to see everything unfold, right? Because he had been there in on everything with Spencer. And he's mm -hmm. not there. I mean, we know he has to work and all that stuff. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. like we've we've been <laughs> we've been saying that like there's definitely been space and distance between Cameron and Jaws. But also just going back to her conversation with Sunny. So she gets to kind of lay that part out and go at him and basically express how she's been hurt. As much as Sunny likes mm -hmm. to blame Carly for everyone else's hurt, mm -hmm. this was Joss's opportunity. And what he didn't hear was she misses you. She, yeah. you, you hurt her. You were her family, and he will ignore that, right? Same with Michael. He prefers to believe that Carly is somehow influencing them. And with Michael, she's not encouraging any of this. She has simply been trying to step up because she feels there's an absence there, and she wants to make sure that Michael doesn't feel like unloved. But it is kind yes. of sticky with Joss involved. But what I thought was really um, notable. Was what Sonny chose to say to her. He says, punishing me and punishing your siblings are two different <laughs> things, which I thought was interesting 
because Nina didn't see any distinction between punishing Carly and her entire family. You know, yes. and, I, and she, I, I just felt in my head, according to Sunny's logic, Joss has a lot of room to maneuver because she could basically burn Sunny to the ground and it's fine mm-hmm. because he'll just forgive it. You know, he forgave Nina for exactly. not being able to meet that distinction. So in my mind, I felt there was definitely some wiggle room for Joss. While on the other hand, I couldn't help but feel like, Joss, you know this. And even though with Michael, it's different because like, I don't know if it is different, actually, but like Michael is hurt. And even though he says he's not driven by revenge, you know, it's different. You know, he was his son. He was really, yes. you know, he was raised by Sonny. And obviously Sonny means something to Jocelyn as well. But I just feel like, but you guys all knew this. You know what I mean? Like you all knew yeah. this about Sonny. And then I feel like there's a lot more um, like light to, to this when she talks to her mom. Oh, 100%. Like, I loved that Joss got her moments. You know, we were talking about her transition from child to teenager to adulthood. Mm -hmm. She had her moment with Nina when she ripped up the journal. And then she had her moment with Sunny now. And then just kind of piecing together that realization with her mother. It was heartbreaking. You know, she called Jason stupid. She called him an idiot. And this is what I have to say about that. I just think that, like, (laughs) Sunny tries to belittle Carly right in the sense that she doesn't Sunny believes that like Carly is going to fuel the fire right that is going to encourage like Jocelyn to pursue this and I feel like she said what she said to Sunny but she is right when she did say to him I will talk to Jocelyn and help her make the decision that's right for her even if it means not pursuing Sunny which is the part she didn't end with right because had she said that Sunny would left feeling all great but I thought it was really interesting for Carly to be put in this position because she said like I've told your father, who tried mm-hmm. to pursue Sunny. So I thought that was interesting. And I think it makes me realize that Carly has no idea that Michael is going after Sunny because I don't think she would want that for Michael. And so, mm. you know, Carly shared her piece about her experience of what happens to people who just pursue him. This is the part that apparently Sunny blocks out is that Carly is the mother that gave Jocelyn space to not only call jason a very significant person to carly an idiot but also called carly an idiot and let her do all of that let she let her do all of it because she knew that there was a lot going on and she steered her back to what was really happening that she lost her power and that's all she was trying to do so that was epic to me oh as usual i just want to record her speeches her reactions everything she does because it's so powerful she helps her children grow and i absolutely believe that she has no idea what's going off michael and when she does find out it's going to be held to bay i think so i really really do and so okay so then when carly was alone with drew drew even stepped up for carly but i don't know what she meant by this because when sunny walks out Mm-hmm. She says something like she has him right where she wants him. And I was like, no, because you're supposed to be like past Sunny if you want to start something with Drew, because there has been no continuation between the Carly Drew scene. I know. I, I mean, it could have meant multiple things, a power shift, like he actually has to come to her for something. Um, it could have meant, you know, like he walked in on the two of them. So they like that's out of the way and she could move forward with it if she was holding on to any last little piece of like weirdness of having to tell him so I don't know I just didn't take that very seriously okay I'm just kind of gonna wait to see what happens next and another thing that Carly has been doing right there's been so much quarter mainness yeah 
things? So, okay, a few, a few <gasps> oh, things. Okay, okay, just something okay. popped into my head. When you said Porter Mainness, and you're right, yeah. she brought up Lila constantly. She looked like Monica in the way Monica dresses. That's why it was so familiar. Whoa, I don't think Carly would want to hear that. <laughs> but, but that but in the but, sense of like power, keeps family yes, together, head the of the family, mean connection, like loving it, loving it. Okay, okay. Could you picture Carly being the one to say, Monica gave it to me, the house? Uh, I, I can't swear on this podcast, but oh my God. <laughs> like, because I just think it's interesting how she's integrating right she makes a huge point of talking about drew's connection to the quartermains and it's not that drew doesn't embrace that right it's not like jason and jason as he you know even recently when he was back on the show was more embracing where he came from and very respectful of like his mom and all that stuff he had changed but like you know with drew he, he didn't grow up with them but she really constantly talks about his Quartermain identity, and she makes the yes. point of say, saying, "You guys are the good quartermains, right?" Like she's in it, and not just that, but there was this solidifying of we're gonna get the Metro Court back, right? Michael says yes. this, we're gonna re- reclaim what she's lost, or something like that. And it made me think, like, okay, I can see Michael working with Ned on the Metro Court thing, and that could be something that draws like Drew, Michael, and Ned back on the same page. Ooh, okay. I like that. I want Ned to stop being so Ted-like and for him to be a part yeah. of his family business for yeah. good so that Olivia can see him doing some good things. And I feel that Drew, not Michael, I don't think, but Drew acknowledged that there were gaps, right? That maybe him and Michael, you know, jumped the gun, right? Because clearly mm-hmm. there was a weakness that Valentine saw and exploited, one that they should have seen. So I think that, like, you know, this will give them a chance to kind of maybe make Ned feel a little bit more included. And maybe once there is a closeness and a trust, there'll be less of a power struggle, at least for a little. Yes. I Like, just, and we know it can't last. It's a soap, but for, like, a tiny period of time, I would love it. And, like, look, Ned is being a Ted, but in all fairness, like, how exactly did they make Ned feel included? <gasps> they they kept telling him what was going to happen, right? Yeah. Like, that's, that. anyways, that's just how I feel about that whole thing. So, um, we got a first look at Nina, the fashion editor, who for some reason thinks she had to put on a hotel manager costume and not oh just God, dress like a person. Like, when I was like, what is happening? When I think of Olivia or I think of Carly, they just dress, like, nice in you know clothes. what I mean in clothes <laughs> that look really great and I'm like she's a fashion editor and I mean her oh god how grating was it when she walked up to Aaron but all I could think about was you and I was like is it gonna really happen? is it gonna- oh my god yeah so it's so funny that you kept saying you're thinking of me this week because I was thinking about you a lot so it's cool that we got to FaceTime even though we weren't speaking um but <laughs> <laughs> I was like is it gonna happen is he gonna do it and he did and I was like yeah <laughs> Tell me, I was, tell me I was what you so thought excited. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta tell me what is going on. I forget I we know. are not one brain. Yes. So last week you specifically said that you want to see all of the staff <laughs> turn on her oh, yeah, and what I that did. would look like. And I'm like, oh my God, to see the background. Exactly. <laughs> all the background actors, 
all the employees because you know Olivia did make a point of saying like the staff's gonna miss you brought flowers like you sure you don't want to exactly. come down and say goodbye so all of that was in my head so I was ready ready for like a whole rebellion and he just he served it like he was good he stood up for Carly but he wouldn't you be this, mad like, wouldn't oh. you be mad if some <laughs> new person comes in and then it's just like can you do this other task it's be like Okay, this is just exhibiting how much you don't know. Like, all of her demeanor, the whole thing was clumsy. Not only was her wardrobe, I felt kind of clumsy. Everything about her was. But what was cringy, what was cringy was Sunny's little speech. I oh God, I could not. I could not. That, like, there's more going on with you and you don't talk to her like that. I'm just like. Like that, this, this, this makes me laugh hardcore because I flash back to the poor Charles grill when Nina, like all awkwardly is all happy, even though again, in this moment, she's seeing Sunny by accident at the bar because he uh-huh. made plans with Flora. He has never made plans with this woman. And so, um, she's like, I don't know. He just like, keeps coming to my rescue. And then today she's like, <laughs> I don't need you to like rescue me, but I also oh God, want me to be your number one priority always and I'm like this is so delusional because you've been down this road with a Jax okay and he is not even a Sunny in terms of the history with Carly and so you dealt with what Jax did for Carly and what their history and sharing one child did yes and you think that a man she's been married to <laughs> five times okay and sharing multiple children with is going to be easier than the whole Jack scenario. Okay. It was like twistedly entertaining. The fact that she doesn't need to be saved. Her bringing up like, would you speak like that if it was Carly? And he's just like, he wanted to roll his eyes. But but he feeds into it. That was interesting to me when she said that. Because now she's she's sinking deeper into the Carly <laughs> life she's trying to snatch. Oh, yeah. like she's trying to wear Carly's life like a second skin. You know, she's trying to wear Identity her. Identity Yes. <laughs> and so, like, you know, she, like, I just thought that was crazy to me when she start when she started to be all insecure and asking that would you do this like like uh, like I want you to treat me like I'm Carly right super strong and super capable and <laughs> super like I know how to run a hotel like I want that and and, and then she says um she doesn't want to live in Carly's shadow and she's like she's always going to be looming and I'm like you guys are really sad and pathetic so looming funny. looming <laughs> she's with her family celebrating a new grandchild keeping your daughter hostage and second grandchild hostage she's like <laughs> having her drinks with drew up in oh, sunny's yeah. house okay mm-hmm. like she's good she wouldn't even take his money because he's a stranger like she is moving on right she's not making her life decisions around you no you are making every life decision but i'm like for somebody who doesn't want to live in carly's shadow like you went out of her way your way to pursue her husband right yep. to like neglect your magazine and just start spending more time with him you decided to go pursue her hotel like mm-hmm. like it's opposite land oh 100% in her brain it must be so funny it's it's ridiculous and even this part like she's demanding his loyalty mm-hmm. to be first like not only is that laughable but the sad part is 
she's got it because he's already put his entire previous life on the back burner for her because at the end of the day he doesn't have anyone else and he needs to be with somebody else exactly like what Ava told her at the Portrug Grill I'm still referring to like the same conversation (laughs) when she tells her like that's who Sunny is he always needs to be with somebody and he's lost just about everything he needs to feel like he has a sense of family even if that means Nina and Obrecht it's and so Scott. Weird. Right. It's such a weird circle, but exactly that because him rolling his eyes and he really, I feel like, does not believe anything Nina is saying, but he's rolling with it because he has no other choice. He's being careful, right? Like Sasha mm-hmm. was getting upset about people walking on eggshells, but Sonny does that with her. He might yell, but yeah. he's still careful. Oh, as yeah. To what Big he time. Says and what he's pretending to go along with. <laughs> Oh my god, those two. I can't, like, I don't want to watch them, but I want to watch more of them at the same time. I know. It's it's like, it's a bizarro land every time I watch them together. But I am looking forward to Nina, like, clumsily trying to run that hotel. Because after Sunny, like, like Scream supports Aaron, okay? Aaron, yes. like, goes to quit. And then she, like, clumsily is like, okay, so, like, don't let it happen again. Like... I'm like, where are you not a boss at Crimson? Like, what is the matter with you? Like, I understand, like, you don't know how to run a hotel and you're going to need to learn that. But you don't know how to talk to people. You don't know that at Crimson, everybody has a different role and you can't ask the account manager to start editing things. Like, what is the matter with you? Like, have you lost your brain entirely? Like, she's not a moron. Like, I mean... Carly and Nina have complimented each other. Nina has said that Carly has made the hotel successful. And even Carly has told Drew that Crimson is one of your more lucrative assets. It's a success. Exactly. So again, like she's completely lost, lost her mind. But what are you going to do? Crossroads. Um. (laughs) Okay. So I just want to say this again about like, you know, before we talked about Esme being able to like, get to the courthouse in under 10 minutes apparently she was able to clean up and hide okay let, let's be clear this was meant to be a shitty apartment okay yes and yes. <laughs> yes how many doors were they into hallways right like she's hiding in a room it's crawling with cops and curtis but then somehow she's in this secret hallway i could not i rewound i watched again and i'm like how magic Apparently, there's, like, a doggy door, and she just, like, went right out of it. But also, Curtis, like, call the police faster. She's trying to converse with a man who is, like, on (laughs) so many drugs. Like, stop (laughs) conversing and call the 911s. All the ones. I just, he, yeah, it was very, like, slow motion type scene. And, like, when she, when he said she... Curtis like oh my god but it's like didn't didn't you know like what is happening right now I'm very confused did she crawl under behind the couch as you were slow motioning figuring out what was happening and no out the door so so that means okay so what that means is the guy said she Curtis called 911 and did not did not walk around that house right? and only uh. went to walk around the house when the police showed up and took that guy away and the police was like no this is a formal <laughs> investigation. It's a police matter. It's like, yes, dum-dum. You should have searched the place before they got there. Right. Oh, so many, Curtis. so many. He Curtis it up, man. He did Curtis it up. There was a lot of holes there. They brought Molly back this week. Welcome back to the show. Right. She had a little short stint, but I love kind of the conversation that happened about, you know, we're continuing 
seeing her being this wanting to be this activist and change the way things are done currently and I feel like there's a big role waiting for her a big story I just don't know what that is yet I'm just like go to go into private practice because right? this is not working this is not working because she got moved off the case so now we're finding out she got moved off the case and I'm thankful because they acknowledge how awkward this is right like they're yes. all family like you're like you shouldn't have been on the case in the first place okay right <laughs> Like you guys are all together, all hanging out. And what is that family dinner going to look like if you had convicted her? It was just my job. Like there, there come, there has to be a line. So that was interesting where they pointed out that there was tension between the two of them for that. And that she got moved out the case. I, I honestly thought it was going to be pushing maybe the fact that she would like open her own practice or do something like that. I would love that. I want to see her just fight cases in a different way. You know, it's not the first time she talks about how broken the system is. So I want to see her actually do things to help fix that. Okay, so also at the hospital. So, like, Sasha is losing her mind. Oh, boy, is she ever. Um, but what I didn't expect, though, was that when... Okay, so that was really hard, right? Because they're... Like, Michael and Willow are excited and they want to tell everybody. Mm. Sasha said, I'm not going to break, when ultimately it is part of what pushed the breakdown. Triggered. There's obvious... Mm. Yeah, there's more, there's more there. But it was out in the open. But what mm -hmm. I did not expect was that when there was shuffling around, so Willow ditches, right? Because she's keeping this secret. Um, but when I saw Michael, Sasha, and Brando, and she's like, don't you have to go? Or something like that. Or I have to leave or whatever. I thought Sasha was going to walk away, mm -hmm. leaving Michael and Brando together. But I was shocked to find that Michael and Sasha were left alone together. Right? What do you think that means? So, okay, so we talked about the wedge that Michael and Willow keep setting up for themselves, right? And they yes. did it today. I was like, wow, that's a lot of lying to each other, right? <laughs> he left for a scheme. She uh -huh. wanted him gone so she can do all of this stuff alone for whatever reason. I don't know. Um, yes. What scared me a little bit, I didn't know what to make of it. Like, um, because Michael and Willow were talking about siblings. So he actually spent some time talking about Morgan. She talks about wanting a sibling, which could obviously just be a tease to the whole like Mel Nina thing. But yes. it also made me wonder, like it's one thing for, for Willow to say, I don't want to know the woman who left me, but it's another to be like, do I have other family out there like a sibling? So I was like worried about what that would do uh, yes. because maybe that's it, right? Maybe her medical condition would have her pursuing some kind of family member to help her. Uh, well, which we've sus suspected all along. But what I think could happen is the wedge between Michael and Willow, but also Michael could be bonding with Sasha, especially with Brando on Sunny's side. And then Nina's yeah. wedge that will, will also come between him and Willow. So, I mean, I do see some kind of destructive avenue there. I do too. Um, I can totally see how that could all go down because they understand each other's lifestyle more, Michael and Sasha. Yes. Um, as just, opposed to Willow. And it's not that I'm saying this in a romantic way. No. But it's the same. No. no well, well, for them, yes, probably, <laughs> maybe destructive. But when I, today, like when Joss walked up to Spencer being like, I knew you'd do the right thing. I'm like, no, you didn't. But like exactly. in that, when I see them stand together, there's something very epic about it. Mm -hmm. Because I don't know. I don't know if it's the history of who Jocelyn is. Also, they're just very strong characters. But there's something kind of fascinating when I see, like it's something strong. It's something that I love. I think it's really cool. I think it might just be the like history between those two, that it's still there, that we actually got to see it. You know, like these two, like when she was hiding him, when he pretended to be like gone or something. 
yeah. and Britt got in trouble and then to see them together now there's something so strong there and bonded between the two of them like it's definitely going to be like a long-standing friendship between Joss and Spencer mm-hmm, definitely um just want to go back to that sibling thing do you remember when Stella did that like test you know the whole like 23 me and you find people that you're related yes. to I was like imagine yes. Willow does it and then she, but Nell did it too can you picture psychotic Nell just doing the swab and submitting it she wants I know. can I can I totally can picture something something like that okay so Michael ditches ditches and then he uh-huh. goes to the staircase I was terrified what did you think about the the sign on the elevator it really freaked me out and I wanted to talk to you I specifically made a note I'm like I don't understand what's happening but it's really scaring me I kept guessing all the wrong things like all of them okay <laughs> so so first of all I was just terrified by the sleazy reporters like attacking yes. Sasha and and Willow like like j- they're they're strong but still so freaking vulnerable I, I really hated that. And the fact that that sleazy reporter, after his beatdown, wants mm-hmm. to still pursue Sasha when drugs that night were not the case. But he does have that pic- the pictures, right? I know. And I was like, my God, they should have finished him off. That's all I can think of. Oh, my gosh. So, like, I, oh God, I, feel, I feel terrible for Sasha. The fact that they treat her so inhumanely when she is yes. going through so much. And I loved her exchange with Willow because she was thanking Willow for being her friend. But I realized those two women have had a very lonely upbringing, right? Because it's not yes. like Willow grew up with the sibling or with like a bestie. So I kind of like them solidifying their friendship. But as for the stairs, right? So I was terrified that that reporter who stomped off was going to find Michael and Dex, okay? Yes. Mm-hmm. And then when Dante went to talk to the photographer, I was like, oh, no, Dante is going to find <laughs> Michael and Dex. But finally, it was Brando. Brando found Michael and Dex, and Dex and Michael played it off really well. Yes, they did. They're getting really good. But stop meeting up in places. I know. And then, like, I, I don't know why I'm trying to cover from Michael and Dex. <laughs> but later, but later, um, when Dex went, goes to Sunny to report on the reporter, I kept thinking, okay, that's perfect. Because if Brando finds out about the reporter, it's going to make sense as to why Dex was there. And that Michael didn't know why Dex was there and assumed that Dex was just <laughs> following him. So I went through this whole tangent in my head. To make sure Brando didn't suspect anything when Brando was obviously having his own problems hashing it out with uh, Sasha just in front of everybody. But it's like, yeah, I feel bad. He needs to, like, don't hold back now. (laughs) Like, like tell her, like, you need to get it together. Like, this sucks. You think I want to be here saying these things to you? You think I want to be worrying and wanting to control you? But this is out of control, and I have no control. And I don't trust you because you broke that. And you're demanding this trust from me without earning it back. Like, so what is, so, so what's your role in this? Like, I understand you don't want me to hover over you, but we still have a relationship. So I don't know. I feel for Brando. I'm glad that he's not wearing these rose colored glasses, but this distance will only kind of um, have him working closer with Sunny ultimately. Exactly. Exactly. Um, And I understood why it happened, but it was very, very difficult to see Sasha push him away like that. Okay, so there's been a couple of romantic things that have happened this week that have totally caught me off guard or just yeah. funny. So I'm going to start with the Dante one. Okay, so I didn't oh know. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I didn't know Mac was his new dad at all. Okay. <laughs> and then he's offering him a promotion. 
And then we come to find out that Mac and Felicia are couple friends with Dante and Sam. And they even made a point of Mac being like, hey, did Felicia help you on your latest case? Everybody, Sam is doing something with her life. So that was interesting. <laughs> okay. And then the fake proposal, like I gasped when Me Dante too. went down on one knee. And then they talk about moving in together. And then Dante's like, gotta go. And I was like, wait a second. These people do not know how to make plans. At Dante's all. there at the axe throwing place <laughs> with Mac. They're waiting on Felicia and Sam. Mm. Sam shows up and is like, nope, you guys have to babysit. And then Dante dishes her. I was like, what? What is happening? And so then she, she thought he was going to propose. And then she's like, oh, I never even thought about living with you, much less proposing <laughs> and being married. And then she's oh. like, I'll think about it. And then she was terrified. Like that look on her face when he left was amazing. But it's like, it was so interesting because we know what her history is. Those were never things she had to talk about. Like the last time she spoke about things like this was when she was with Drake. Yeah. That, that was like her last normal relationship. And that was a really, really long time ago. So the fact is she's so used to her bubble and things not changing and not hoping for more that it but is weird when it happens. Yes. Having control. Like she's getting to plan. You're right. Like now that you're saying this, that she's getting... She, to plan for her future but she gets a say yeah i think they'll live together i think it's gonna be super cute i but love where? Sense of humor. But well, where? She, she has the place for the great fireworks but i've always loved dante and lulu's house i know like, i think for the wooded. story it mm -hmm. has to be his house yeah because when lulu stumbles home oh yeah from her, when she gets an oh, uber yeah. after her she makes it from her coma <laughs> she's gonna find sam in her kitchen Oh, hell oh. yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Like, it's going to be crazy because then we get to juxtapose Dante's return when she was with Dustin. Which with, is like, so Sam. not the same. <laughs> no, but I feel, I really feel for Sam because it's like, like, come on. Like, she's falling into Elizabeth territory romantically. But here's the thing. Even though Dante was, like, I just can't see how Dante can go back to Lulu as much as their love was strong and they have this long-term relationship. I just can't see where they are in their where he is in his life right no, now. No, it's back true. Together, like it's at all. You know what's funny? I can't, I could see Lulu starting over as opposed to like Dante starting over. You know 100%. what I mean? I know that sounds because there is a difference, right? Because with Dustin, she had just she just chose to start over. She, you know, like they yes. had like they were just starting. And I mean, I don't know, maybe it is similar, but like Dante and Sam, I feel like it's been at it and things have been going at their pace. And there was never like a looming thing. Like she was always dealing with the whole um Dante thing, right? It was yes. always in the in the like in the back of her mind. But I feel like Dante had this process of moving on where he got like Laura's blessing and time passed. Mm -hmm. Like, they've had a lot more time to cement their lives together. So we'll see. But I am curious to know what's freaking Sam out and if Lulu is a part of that freak out. Oh, The other romantical situation was having Maxie thrown in to the Brit Cody stuff and getting one-on-one -on -one time with Cody. How did you feel that one-on-one -on -one time went? Okay. First, I was, like, excited that Maxie was getting involved, right? <laughs> because she can be there to, like, suss Cody out, right? Or help him, okay? Okay. Like, like mm -hmm. as she tried to. But then on the flip side, I was, like, the only good partner she's chosen have been Spinelli and Mason. Yes. And it scares me in terms of her judgment. 
percent. That is exactly how I was feeling. I'm like, the advice she was giving was strange. She was bantering with them. I didn't like her pushing Brit towards him. Like Cody was being unbearable. I had such a hard time just tolerating what he was saying to Brit and that whole like energy. Like Brit just wanted to chill out. And the fact that Maxie just kind of thought, oh, look, a boyfriend, this, this could be cute. It really threw me off. And it comes down to what you said, like her gut instinct, obviously with Austin and the current vibe with Cody and Brit is just not working. I don't think she's wrong about the fact that he's gotten under her skin and that could mean something too. On mm-hmm. some level, but I at the same time think that everybody should sort of respect whatever Brit decides for herself. Oh my but another gosh, right? thing, another thing about the Cody Brit thing is mm. that Maxie doesn't realize that Cody blackmailed Spinelli. Yes. And also I feel that Cody is this sort of um he also ties Maxie and Spinelli together, right? Because Spinelli feels that love is by data. And Maxie feels that you have to experience it for herself, for yourself. And that's sort of what Cody is, right? Cody is a glitch in the system. And and so it's kind of interesting because I feel like in some way, Cody and Britt's relationship is is very tied to Maxie and Spinelli. Mm -hmm. Um, Because we all know from the moment that Cody dropped in, like between Brad and everybody, that there's something there. And even she keeps calling him hot. So I think that there's a lot of like intricate, parts to this and that the Brit and Cody somehow bring together Maxie and Spinelli okay I like that much better because this Cody thing and this obsession with Brit's past and just trying to force himself oh yeah I hate all of it he does not have good intentions but I think he's gonna do something bad but then like obviously do something good but he's he's a screw-up so yeah (laughs) yeah he's like one of those terrible bad guys yeah, but he's like a bad good guy, right? Because I don't think he could be bad really good. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. Oh, we forgot about the hot couple. Oh, my God, what am I saying? <laughs> well, I I love the angst and the lying between Anna and Valentine. But, like, Valentine, when he just sort of went for it, I was like, oh, okay, this is so good. It was... Well, it was- I thought about you because it was just like, I'm going to shut your face with my face with my sexy face on yours. <laughs> I mean, I think that was a part of it, but I feel like Anna missed the like uh, hints he was giving her. Oh, yeah, totally. She was like, I hate Victor. Everyone knows I would do anything for Charlotte. Me loving her makes her a target and I would want her safe. And I hate Victor. <laughs> and I was like, come on, Anna. I know. Together, I, I know he's dreamy, but like, stop. Listen, yeah. please. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. We covered all the things. We talked about all the stuff. I have a ton of stars. I'm sure you have a ton of stars, and I'm sure they will align. <laughs> so you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, first, I'm going to. Okay. Let me see. Okay, I like this. I like this one. Uh, these are some of my favorite lines. Okay, so when um, Jordan is talking with Curtis, yes. and she's, like, questioning him about, like, his interest in the um, bar guy, and then he's like, I got a little help from Marshall and a nephew that will remain nameless. <laughs> yes. That was funny. Um, then another line that I liked was what Maxie said when she's talking to Cody. She said she's going to love it right after she hates it. Oh, my God. And I love when she said, uh, 
you need a backup. He's like, why is she going to burn the first one? It's like, yeah, see, you're getting to know her already. I loved it. She handled him so well. And basically like all of the things that Ava said. Oh yeah. Like all, all of the things she gets like quadruple stars, whatever's like the most stars we can give her. It's that like as simple as a delivery of a line where she's alone with Nicholas and she's like, first martinis. Yes. I'm like, Oh my God, her sparkle. when she says martinis. Like I can't, she's amazing. (laughs) She is. Oh my gosh. Okay. What, let's see what else. There's going to be a star for Diane, a star for Diane, a star for Ava, definitely a star for Spencer because he's just like amazing. I'm, that kid is a great actor. And I want to say this, this, this scene today when Ava grabbed Esme and Esme looks at her, like her whole head spin, all of that, that made me want to give Esme a star because that girl is young. Yes, and she's true. an excellent actress and she is going toe to toe. Like she's going toe to toe with Ava. Ava called her a little girl. Again, think about all the things Ava said about Esme and think about like if they could also be said to Nina. Yeah. You, you <laughs> cheated on me with the woman I hate, you know, mm. like it was that woman. She's not a woman. She's a girl. Obviously, Nina's on high school, but we call her in high school all the time. But just the fact that this girl is going toe to toe with Ava and is really filling the shoes of a villain, she gets a star for sure. Oh, 100%. I totally agree. And like one of my favorite things that Victor said about Esme is he called her a vengeful Lolita. <laughs> like, I don't he's know what so it means, funny, but it's but so he's, funny. He's such a funny villain. Like, I love him. I do love him as well. Okay. And I do have to give a star to like kind of a different, like a scene star. So okay. there's a scene with Jordan and Britt and them just kind of going around the loopholes oh, of yeah. trying to get information from each other and Britt kind of connecting the dots with like Spencer That's and Esme. so true. I just love seeing those two really strong women coming together and sharing information in the way that they could. It was great. No, you're right. I absolutely did love that scene. And, you know, she was straight with with Jordan being like, she didn't want to like get Spencer into trouble. But like, I I feel like this is the start of her kind of making up with Spencer, especially when she finds out what he did. Oh, exactly. And like talking about Spencer, you know, we gave everything to that scene with like Ava and Spencer. Contrast that with the scene with Ava Nicholas, where she calls him an idiot. And then Mm -hmm. to Spencer, she says, you know, he calls himself an idiot. And she says, Spencer Cassidine, you may be many things, but you are no idiot oh my gosh she was like again their scenes together epic epic and another eva is when she when that she did that mob look and she looked at him at nicholas and she said i'm going to burn you to the ground i was was like oh my god i got goosebumps i'm like i'm gonna say that to like everyone for anything the minute the minute they make me mad yeah (laughs) like i will burn you to the i'll be like pulled into hr so fast (laughs) (laughs) oh my god okay we did it we covered all the things we talked about all the stuff all of it all of it so hey guys have a great weekend that's a wrap Bye. bye